Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Today we have a very special service for you, obviously. We've, we're going to have baptisms today. Can we put our hands together for those who are getting baptized? It's really special. It's amazing. I remember the day I got baptized for the first time. And I, I never thought that that would happen to me. I, I didn't grow up going to church. And, and for me, that, that feeling of, wow, to be welcomed into a family, to, to experience God, what a gift. And our heart today is to, for each of us to have an experience with God and to look at what the scriptures say about that and specifically build off of where Pastor Andy has been leading us with this uh, book of Nehemiah. And so today, if you have your Bible with you, I encourage you, I'm not gonna be long, but I would love for you to turn with me to Nehemiah chapter seven. And in Nehemiah chapter seven, um, Nehemiah has completed the wall, it's finished. But it's the, it's the first sentence that, that gripped me. It's that first sentence that we're, we're gonna use as the platform for us to build where we're gonna go today. And in chapter seven, verse one, it says the words, after the wall had been built, and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians, and the Levites were appointed. Now at first glance, that sentence is really not that exciting. <laughs> but when you think about what's going on, there's political tension, there's, there's outside opposition, there, there, there's cultural pressures. And Nehemiah's first response after building the wall is to assemble a worship team. If, if I was Nehemiah, I would have got the gnarliest looking dudes and put them right at the front to scare everybody away. But Nehemiah's tactic in the face of all this opposition, after having finally built the wall, was to worship. And there's something really important for us to grab from that this morning. You see, Nehemiah understood the significance of aligning himself with God. And we too need to do this. You see, for Nehemiah, he understood no God, no wall. For us, we're all building different things right now. Maybe it's your first time back at church and you're rebuilding your faith. I mean, as a movement, we're rebuilding this kind of post-pandemic style of who we are, version of who we are. But each one of us is building something today. And as we rebuild, it's important that we ourselves as individuals, everyone in this room, also understands the significance of you personally aligning yourself with God. It's important that you understand, we understand collectively the power of a common heart of worship. Because look around. Our world isn't that much different than Nehemiah's. Cultural pressure, political tension, outside opposition, we got it all. And what we need is God. Who we need is God. 
C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite writers, wrote these words. He said, in the process of being worshiped, God communicates his presence to men. It is to say that there's actually something significant that takes place when we worship. Worship isn't just songs and filler. Worship isn't just the introduction to the service where you're gonna hear the meat, now God's gonna hit you, right? It's not like that. In, in, in many ways, worship is actually the pathway to experiencing the presence of God. And I firmly believe in my heart today that God wants to, to meet with you, regardless of where you come from and what your story is. And if I'm super honest, when I read those words at the beginning of Nehemiah, I started to realize that maybe I had taken worship for granted. Maybe somewhere along the lines pre-COVID when we would all gather and we loved it. Like we are a Pentecostal fiery church. We clap when if someone walks on the stage. We clap if someone drops a pen. We clap, we're happy, right? But there's this piece of me that wonders, like, Adam, did you miss something here? And COVID's taught me, COVID's taught all of us that we can worship without the lights. But there's something special that happens when we worship together. If you're watching online, you're with us, okay? You may not be here physically, but you're here in this moment. And so I'm glad that you're here. Don't, Don't feel isolated. We got you. We're in this. But I wanna highlight three very important things, very important ways that worship benefits the believer. Because if you look back, if I look back at my life, I can tell you I am still a Christian. I'm still excited, I'm still still fervent, I'm still believing God's moving, I'm still, I'm sick, I still see God move. And that's because of some of these things, and you're experiencing it too. Isaiah chapter 40, let's look at this together. In Isaiah 40, it says these words, and I love how blunt the Bible can be. It says, do you not know? Have you not even heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can even fathom. But verse 29 says, he gives strength to the weary. You see, when we worship, God renews strength. And some of you today, you need your strength renewed. It says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. And I love that the Bible calls that out. Because there's some young people in this room and you're tired. And you almost felt guilty because you're like, oh, I'm young. I don't, I don't, like, people don't think that COVID really was hard on me, but, but God sees it and he knows that it was. It says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who worship the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Worship renews strength, friends. Spiritual strength is not found in something you do. 
It's found in someone you worship. I can liken it to a cell phone charger. This is my life. It's almost painful how real that is. This, this phone represents me. And when my phone starts to die, I need to, I need to charge it up, so I need to plug it in. So I need to find a power source. Well, well, God is that power source. But how do we charge? We charge with the cable. And that cable is worship. And so some of you, you feel guilty because you feel weak. Don't feel guilty. Batteries are meant to die and replenish, right? Don't feel bad. You're in the right spot. This is where you need to find that strength. Number two, worship restores joy. We see this in Psalm 100. It starts off very loud. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And in this week's deep dive, I go into this portion of scripture and I'll unpack it for you. If you're part of a small group, you'll get to to experience that. But worship, verse two, it says, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. It's hard to be happy all the time. And for some of you, it's really hard to smile. And this season has been really heavy. But he starts off with this kind of exclamation. And then the I always ask myself, well, why, why would you feel that? And in verse three, it says this, it just answers it. It says, no, the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. Why do we have joy? Because we're his. Why can we rejoice with gladness? Because God is real and he cares about you. Why can, why can we, we shout praises with joy in our heart? Because the Holy Spirit is real and he's with you and he's here right now. When you remember whose you are, it's easier to be thankful for who you are. And we can find joy in worship today. If it's been difficult to smile lately, you're in the right place. And finally, worship restores hope. If we look at Psalm 34, and I love how it begins. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. In other words, I will praise enthusiastically. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And this is where, where, where the rubber hits the road. Verse four, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. I worshiped and God responded. He delivered me from all of my fears those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Worship restores hope. Worship restores strength. And worship restores joy. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. And we're going to step into another time of worship. I want to encourage you with two words 
The first is found in James, James chapter four, verse eight. And it's a simple sentence that says, come, or what is it? It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. So we don't have to overcomplicate things today, friends. We come near to God and God will come near to us. But then I can understand, I've been where you're at, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, God, I'm coming to you, but where are you? (laughs) Then we look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. And he says, where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. Look around, friends. There's, There's more than two or three gathered here right now. If you're watching online, again, you might be in your room. You're like, dang it, loophole, I'm by myself. No, (laughs) you're in this moment with us. And God is here and God is there and God is present. In just a moment, the the band's gonna come and we're gonna have baptisms. And as we worship God and we see people get baptized, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your story. You could be anywhere on the entire planet, but God set it up for you to be here today. The question is, why is that? Maybe to restore some strength, maybe to restore some joy, maybe restore some hope. Whatever it is, we can be sure that God is moving. Would you bow your heads with me? Father God, thank you. Thank you that you are here. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you for the 19 people who are getting baptized today. God, thank you that we get to be a a small part of their story as we stand here and worship you and together. Father, I pray for each person in this room. As we step into this time of worship, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you challenge us? Would you strengthen us? Would you bring us joy, peace, hope? Father, thank you that you're real. Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for what you're going to do. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.